Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to Almost 30. What's up? Hope you are doing okay. We're almost in October here and we're just chugging along. Chugging along, baby. Yeah. I think in a time of contrast like this, sometimes the the good things really shine. Yeah. (laughs) Tell me more. Like what? (laughs) I've been taking walks every morning and I just feel like I... With the rush of what we were doing before quarantine, all the things, I wasn't really appreciating that like um, time by myself or slowness. And I, I've i just really enjoyed my walks. I know you've been walking too. It's just really so nice. Much. I like see, I see things that, okay, this morning I took a video of a slug eating a little leaf. I like that. And it made me so happy. That's the kind of content I I like. I wouldn't have seen that if I was just like, all right, let me get my walk done. Let me catch up on my emails. I was actually off my phone. And then I pulled out my phone to video the slug. That's content (laughs) I like. That should be a reel. Yeah. God damn. You should make that a reel. Krista's obsessed with making reels right now. Put WAP as the background. (laughs) Yeah. And make a reel. WAP. And it's like wet ass (laughs) slug. That's your next reel. That's the kind of reels I want to see. I honestly just want to make reels of my kittens only. Exclusive kitten reels. (laughs) I'm going to have a kitten channel. I love that. I would love that. Reels are killing me. Seeing the reel. Oh my gosh. The reels on my Explorer page. Yes. Dude, at the top, it's always like these teen boys and it's creeping me out. Wait, say more. Because they're in this like, like TikTok house. These like, boys that are like, I don't know how old they are. And all I do is like make content all day. And they're like doing like sexual dances. And I'm like, so uncomfortable. Like they're dancing to like songs and doing like, I don't even know, but I feel I'm like, oh my gosh. No judgment, but hi, when I'm a parent, you're not living in a TikTok house. I know that's true. <laughs> I just feel bad. I, I, they're probably, hopefully they're having fun. Bless, of course. whatever. Abundance tall. But I feel like that that would be one of those things where like is a cool idea where you're like, hang out with your friends, make TikToks all day in this mansion, it's sick. But then you get there and you're like, this is miserable. People yeah. are partying, people are loud. Like it's tons of personalities. Like, and you just make reels all the time. honestly my favorite reels are just where they put music on and point I mean those are my favorite you guys know what we're talking about it's cool want to make six figs (laughs) point work hard (laughs) know your audience know yourself know yourself double your rate that's my favorite always like want to make six figs double your rate know your worth you're like but I just started double your rate yeah, I love like the sexy dances, kind of just like the sway back and mm-hmm. forth, like hip to hip. And yeah. it's like girls rule. conscious connection yes, takes being present, yes. being yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, bless everyone like, doing those because I can't do it. How to build a biz. <laughs> Cut the bullshit. <laughs> Cut the bullshit. <laughs> do your thing. <laughs> Double your rate. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but but I'm I'm liking reels. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been really fun. <laughs> it's been really fun. I just like the quickness. I don't know if you guys have checked out our reels, but do it. <laughs> do it. They're really valuable. We say they're super valuable. Super valuable. Thinking about our episode today, I was we have on Elizabeth April. We'll get into that in a moment. But we we were talking in the interview about ascension symptoms, which you know, believe it or not, but we've been experiencing some like wild ass physical symptoms lately. I don't know yeah. how you all have been feeling. Let us know, DM us. I had 
thankfully I don't have it anymore. I had a intense, I've never gotten headaches in my life, intense headaches for about two and a half weeks straight. And I was worried. I was going into like, uh uh-oh, something's wrong with my brain. Like, and and I, there was no rhyme or reason to it. I wasn't really, wasn't drinking, no excess sugar. I was sleeping well. Like it was weird. And then they just completely disappeared mm. out of nowhere. Wow. And so for anyone, you know, listening, some of the ascension symptoms. So as, you know, our light bodies are becoming clearer, our consciousness is expanding. And this happens through the spiritual ascension process. So as we move from 3D to 5D, it's happening to all of us as more light enters our universe and enters the world. It's just part of the process. And so some ascension symptoms that we talk about when we're talking about that spiritual evolution or that ascension from 3D to 5D could be ringing in the ears, could be sleep interruption, feeling drained, headaches, heart palpitations or fluttering sensation, uh, changes in body temperature, a feeling of detachment, increased sensitivity to nature, increases in synchronicity, which is powerful, or feeling more introverted. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely had the exhaustion for sure. Yes, it's yes. been it's been wow. Where, when does it hit you normally? All I, oh, it's I, like I, all, day. I all day. I've been napping a lot. I've yeah. been sleeping a lot, and just yeah, overall feeling completely tired. But I think a lot of people are feeling that too. But for mine, it's also you know to be to be real. It's not working out as much. Yeah. You know, it's like eating is fine, but it's not, you know, you're not really doing the things that are giving you full energy. Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of times our workouts would give us a lot of energy. Mm -hmm. So doing the slow pace stuff is the bomb. But for me, sometimes the the quicker movements help my energy. So, but yeah, I wonder if you guys are feeling feeling any of those right now. You probably are if you're listening, but definitely take take the time to rest as much as you can this year. Yeah. The nap piece isn't you inspire me always. Yeah. When you take naps. Milana Snow takes a lot of naps too. She always says that. She's like, just took a two-hour nap. <laughs> like sick. That's like, dude, if you're taking naps like that, you're you're royalty. Royalty. Royalty takes naps. I queens don't argue agree. and queens nap. <laughs> it's true. Cause I also think it's like a I think the naps world can are wait. learned. Yes. It's like the world can wait. That honestly is like a worthiness thing. Yes. I exactly. have had to work through. Like I've been like, oh, I can't. Even on Sunday, I was like, I was like, oh, I have all these things to do, whatever. And I'm like, I can't nap now. I'm like, fucking nap. Yeah. I remember we knew families who would nap together, which I love. But my, I mean, never catch my Never cool. (laughs) Not actually together. Gross and cool. (laughs) In their separate rooms. But there would be a time when the family just like rests I mean, never catch my family doing that. Honestly, totally. It was always do, 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 Running around. Yeah. My mom is the number one do, do, do. My dad, yeah. The Mm -hmm. most. My dad's very chill. My mom is number one do. Our vacation's 0% chill. Totally. Zero. No one naps. My mom like naps now. (laughs) Does she? mm -hmm. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I think it's like a blood sugar thing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. At least she knows what her body needs. I know, honestly. So this one is going to be amazing with Elizabeth April. I was introduced to Elizabeth April from a dear friend of the pod, April Fender. She is Santa Monica Healing. I did an episode with her probably, or an IG live with her recently. And then we did an episode with her probably a year ago talking about Reiki healing and talking about aliens. So this is another conversation that is super out there, but is what you guys have wanted from us. Um, You guys, 
guys always ask for the more woo-woo, the more out there, the more spiritual, more about aliens. And this conversation is that. So as with all of these, we ask you to come with a super open mind. This is not 100% our beliefs, but it is a belief and it is an idea and perspective. We are so excited to continue to expand our minds and your minds as well through these insightful, interesting conversations. Yeah. We just ask that you have an open mind and heart with this one. And in this conversation, we talk about so, so much. You might need to listen a few times. And actually what I love about watching um, and listening to Elizabeth on YouTube is that she often says like this this video is like a, a light code in itself. And I really feel like this conversation is one as well. And so we talk about how we are hybrid beings and we talk about like the different uh, galactic families that we could be a part of and where she's a part of. We talk about like why we're here as human beings. We talk about ascension symptoms. We talk about her journey uh, in realizing her gifts. It was something that that she recognized very early on and was honing, like, imagine this, like in your dorm room, talking to the Galactic Federation of Light. <laughs> huh? Insane. Yeah. Yeah. So she's she's really powerful and she she does not do any research. She's not like reading books or watching documentaries. She's very much removed from um, the news, science, everything, but she has channeled quantum physics and has talked to uh, physicists and they're like, so you have never like learned this formally. So it's really, it's really profound. Yeah. She's super cool. She's an expert channeler um, and she's just super real, easy to understand and down to earth. So yes. this is going to be such a good one. We are so excited for you to listen. And if you are fans of Elizabeth April, welcome to Almost 30. We're so grateful that you're here. Yeah. You can follow Elizabeth on Instagram at Elizabeth.April. Find her on YouTube, Elizabeth April and her website, Elizabeth April. Dot com. And thank you all for subscribing, rating, and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. That means the world to us. And we have our accelerator coming up for uh, podcasters who want to grow and monetize. We're really uh, passionate about podcasting and this part of your journey where it's like, okay, you've launched your show, you have a listener base, but want to grow and potentially make this a business is a point in our journey that we learned so much. And so we wanted to be able to support an intimate group and really work one-on-one with people to uh, get them to where they want to be. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So yourpodcastpro.com and you can email yourpodcastpro, Y-O-U-R, at almost30podcast.com for more information on that and to fill out an application. That's going to be amazing. And you can also join us for one of our new Paradigm digital workshop series happening in the next couple months on topics like sex and body image, self-care, tarot and channeling, breath work, human design, and a writing, a poetry and writing workshop. That's yeah. going to be really interesting. We it's haven't a done super like diverse that. lineup and we're so excited about that. So to join us for one of those amazing workshops, you can go to almost30.com and go to New Paradigm Digital Series. So those are going to be happening live via Zoom with people all over the world with some amazing healers, leaders, and teachers in the next two months. So good. And lastly, our friend Gabby Bernstein is hosting a webinar. You know, we love Gabby so damn much, but she has a webinar, free webinar on intuition reactivation coming up on October 1st. So you can go to gabbybernstein.com or the link in our show notes will uh, reserve a spot.
So thank you all for listening. Enjoy this one. And we'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side. I told Kristen when you were getting your water, I was like, I feel, I know. and I never feel like this. I feel like a celebrity's here. Truly. <laughs> Aww. Truly. That's no, really not nice. joking. I was telling her I love like, her super chats. We and she's like, thanks so much for that kind super chat. And then is able to like go right back into like something so fucking deep. <laughs> yeah, truly. I feel and and Krista introduced me to to you. And so over the last it, it was almost like divine timing when I started watching your videos consistently and because of everything going on in the world. Mm-hmm. And it is just like this very real supportive hum like that mm-hmm. I can yeah. like I literally at the end of the day I'll go to one of your videos whether it's in the sauna or I'll take a walk and it's just so comforting mm-hmm. because it like rings true to me so mm-hmm. I think you know what I love too when I think about people watching you on YouTube I know it's people who are like seeking that light and that truth um, you know high above this kind of like matrix that mm-hmm. we're that we're living in, so. And there's a beautiful positive spin to it too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's powerful. And I know a little bit about your story and we don't usually like go into stories, but I think with you, it's so special. And I think people, it just gives a lot of context for the channeling that you do and sort of how you do it. And I know we were talking about psychic attacks before. When did you come into your full understanding and knowing of your gifts and your power? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, I was born with clairvoyant abilities, so a lot of extrasensory stuff, the ability to see chakras and auras, and I was even talking to interdimensionals. Of mm. course, I was raised Catholic, so I thought I was talking to God. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, uh, and so, yeah, so I was born definitely very different, and I didn't realize I was tapping into past life energy and, you know, teaching my friend at six years old how to levitate. You know, I said, if you concentrate hard enough, you can sit there and close your eyes and, and you'll be able to levitate off of this pillow. I mean, I didn't know, right? I didn't know what I was I doing. was like playing doctor at five years, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> also weird. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so I was born with those abilities, but it was tough. You know, it was tough to fit in and, and, and just kind of be myself. So um, at around the age of 10, I shut off all my abilities and I really um, went into sports, you know, and talk about metaphysical to very physical, mm, right? Yes. And I tried everything and I was good at it. And, and all of a sudden I was very accepted and, and, uh, and I felt like, you know, once again, like everyone else. And, and then, you know, I went into a deep depression and I think a lot of star seeds, I think a lot of old souls go through this phase of anxiety, depression, you know, really trying to find their own truth and, and, and find themselves. So around 14, 15, 16, there was maybe not necessarily a suicide attempt, but it just kind of a, a calling to say, someone pay attention to, to the struggle that I'm going through. And I was really questioning my reality. And I really felt like if this is it, you know, you go to high school, you go to more school, you get in a bunch of debt, then you find a nine to five, then you settle down, you have a bunch of kids and you keep working till you're dead. I'm out. You know, I don't want this. This is not the life for me. So I ended up, you know, really seeking for answers. I went everywhere to doctors, to psychologists. I even sat down with a priest. Oh, and I God. Said, I did that before too. Kill me. Right. Mm, yeah. But 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 these are supposed to be the authority figures in yeah. society that people look up to. And I was like, you have some answers, clearly. So tell me, why are we here? What is the meaning of life? You know, what is really going on? What's the purpose of all of this? And every single time I was met with blank stares and disappointing answers. 
And that basically led me to my first ever past life regression, which happened at 16. It was my dad who actually studied past life regression techniques. And he took me into my first past life regression. And that really opened up a whole world of, oh my goodness, I'm not just 16. This is not just my first lifetime. I am so much more than this right now. And it also opened me up to the concept of simultaneous time. If me in this present moment Mm. can experience five entire past lifetimes, then what else is possible? It really opened up a can of worms of my experience and and, uh, understanding my purpose and understanding that if no one has the answers that I'm looking for, then I'm going to take it upon myself to find those answers myself. And that's kind of what my whole purpose has been, is to find the answers to these bigger questions that now, uh, luckily, I know other people are also questioning, mm. you know, because back then I didn't know that anyone else was thinking the same way and and couldn't find those people. So I was really a lone wolf for, for quite a long time. And now it's so amazing and validating to me to kind of be at this place where everyone else is questioning And then one other major kind of awakening or aspect is at 18, I went away to a 10-day silent meditation retreat called Vipassana. And on the second night of meditation, I was abducted very consciously uh, by some interdimensional beings. And at that point in time, all my psychic abilities came back online. I was astral traveling, remote viewing, lucid dreaming. Um, Telepathy was definitely a big concept in my life. But I mean, I never really thought that aliens were real or that, you know, they were here, right? I mean, there's got to be something else out there, but I didn't know until they were in my face. Um, And that really opened me up to a world of, wow, you know, if we've had past lifetimes on this planet, I wonder if we've ever had past lifetimes off this planet. Mm -hmm. So then I started doing past life regressions for people and taking them into interdimensional lifetimes and understanding, you know, who are these interdimensionals? What is their reason and purpose for being on this planet? And and who are we in relation to them? And that really opens up a whole other can of worms. So yeah, so my biggest topics, the things that I really love focusing on are quantum physics and the the fundamental basics of this reality and understanding how malleable this reality really is. Um, And then spirituality, of course, anything, energy, vibration, third eye, the power of our soul and our consciousness, and then aliens, you know? So I kind of go all across the board, which makes it difficult for me to say, I am just a psychic or I am just a, you know, a a hybrid, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult for me to label myself. And, and luckily, I haven't really had to and people just kind of accept me for who I am. Mm. I guess when people hear, we've had past life regressions as well and it was so healing to what you said about like, you know, bringing that like quantum field into your reality, understanding that you have lived other lifetimes and how there's so many realities at play in this moment. So for just to go a little bit deeper on that and help people to understand what that means, could you give an example of a past lifetime that you discovered and how you've connected it to what you're experiencing now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's many. And uh, at this point in time, you know, I... I stub my toe and I'm I'm thrown into a past lifetime, right? So I I you know, I I will cross a stranger on the street and be thrown into a past lifetime with that person, right? So I'm I've now experienced a lot of my past lifetimes as well as interdimensional, but one of the first ones that I ever uh tuned into which was in that past life regression with my dad at 16 
the very last one that we went into. And he brought me to one of my most significant past lifetimes, obviously on this planet. I was, I don't know how to explain it. I guess uh, a shaman. I, mm. I was a male. And I want to say that this was maybe Aztec, Mayan type of era. And just because I saw the, the, the flat top pyramids and it was just this scene. It was just a very quick moment of this scene right at the end. But uh, I will say that I went through the whole lifetime. And when I was a kid, they ended up finding me very similar to how they find the Dalai Lama, right? So they'd put me through a series of tests. And for whatever reason, I chose all the right objects and I went through the test and, and they knew that it was me. So they took me in at a very young age for training. And it was just a lot of meditation, a, a lot of exploration that way. And so at you know, at, at one point in this life, I was at the top of this pyramid and um, it was nighttime and there was these candles that were lit all over the room. It was a stone room and there was a circle of other men and they looked like um, also maybe shamans or monks, you know, and there was one place that was left for me in the, the circle of these men and they were all, you know, sitting there cross-legged, closing their eyes, clearly in meditation and they were all waiting for me, right? I was the last person to come into this circle and so I, I go into the circle and I sit down and the second I sit down and I close my eyes, instantly my soul left my body, right? So this is astral traveling. And I actually joined all of the consciousness of all of the other men who were sitting in that circle. And together as a collective, we actually joined and we went right into the center of the universe. Mm. And that's where we used to gain access to our information. And it was the first time in this lifetime at 16 that I was able to re-experience the feeling of what I now call cosmic euphoria, mm. when you are absolutely connected to source and you feel all the feels. And, and back then it was almost like, um, like a psychedelic or ayahuasca experience, right? Where you see all the colors and the visuals and whatever, but I couldn't, I wasn't able to perceive it that way. And also at 16, I just didn't know how to perceive that, but I could feel it. And I just started crying and crying and crying. And, and my dad's like, what? What is it? What did you Aww. see? And I said, it's not, I didn't see it. I experienced it. Mm. And, and now I understand that, you know, we don't need plant medicine. That's just a tool. That's just a technology. We are the ultimate technology, you know, and we are the ultimate, you know, thing that can connect to pure source. And, and that's what my mission is, is, is helping other people have those experiences to connect to themselves and ultimately connect to the source of the universe to understand that there is no separation. There's only a perceived illusion of this matrix reality. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like, you know, I remember going through a period of like intense, just working with so much duality in my life and I saw everything dualistic and it almost made me crazy. You know, it was like, and then that, but that was part of the evolution to becoming an understanding that everything is one and that it's all part of, you know, the creator's experience. Um, but I want to talk about your your intentional abduction. So did you choose which which group of entities you wanted to be abducted by or who? Mm -hmm. <laughs> how did you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I believe that all of our contracts, you know, the mm -hmm. majority of our experiences, especially our big experiences, are all predestined. And it's not God or some man in the sky who's, you know, predetermining our lives. It's us, right? As a soul, we choose what we want to sign up for before we come here. 
so that then we can learn the lessons that we need to learn and grow as a soul and, and you know, within the limitations of this incarnation. So, yeah, so I chose that experience. Um, and the funny thing is, is that I've had a lot of interdimensional experiences now at this time in my life. I'm 28 now. And all of my experiences have been super positive. And and some people comment and say that, you know, one of the negative things about me is that I'm an over-optimist, right? Because people have had very scary experiences with interdimensionals. And here I am saying, they're great. Let's all get along, <laughs> right? And I and I do, you know, understand that the, the duality and the polarity exists within interdimensionals as well. But that was my only ever negative experience with interdimensionals. It was mm. a very fear-based experience. Mm. And it was my first one, first one consciously. And uh, and so I chose that. And, and part of the reason now understanding, looking back, part of the reason why I chose that is because I needed to have a certain level of compassion and understanding for other people who have had negative experiences with interdimensionals and be able to, you know, teach them how to bring in the positive experiences and, uh, and help them understand their contracts with those experiences as well. So, so yeah, so, but it, it definitely opened me up and I was able to override the fear of, of that initial contact. Mm. What group was that? So this group was the Tall Whites. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah. it's kind of, you know, it's it's a very general, that's not really mm-hmm. a species name. It's just yeah. kind of describing what they look like. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, very tall, very pale, very skinny, um, kind of humanoid in nature. But they had the ability to just drive so much fear, you huh. know, into me. And even at the time, I'm like, this fear isn't my own. Like, this is so intense that this is not even my own fear. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing Mm -hmm. on this planet that would make me feel this way, right? So, and then later I realized that they actually have the ability to release the chemical Mm -hmm. compound within the human that that drives that fear, Mm -hmm. right? So... Yeah, so that's that's but I've I've actually never communicated or interacted with them since and I'm very grateful for their presence in my life at that time. Mm. Wow. I didn't know that they were negatively polarized. I guess within that within different entity groups. So if we say like tall whites as an example, would there be tall whites that are are positive or Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So just like the human, this is how I explain interdimensionals. Just like human beings, uh, every species has good and bad in them. Even the angels, even the the Palladians, you know, have have bad, you know, bad eggs in them, and that's fine. I mean, a soul is a soul, and and you work with the 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 incarnated body that you have in that lifetime, and you learn the lessons that you need to learn. Mm. At what point did you? connect to the Galactic Federation and obviously for people listening who don't know what that is, I'd love for you to describe what that is. And also just on a on a larger scale, like I think some people listening might be assuming I could never like connect with beings. I could never connect with the Galactic Federation, but I, I kind of want to like close that gap and have people understand how they could do that or just become a bit more connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the Galactic Federation of Light, I kind of understand it and explain it as um, a government system for the universe. Uh, but they're they're the good guys. I mean, there's there's corruption everywhere, you know, on this planet, off this planet. But ultimately, their main mission is just just to kind of drive peace and oneness within the universe. So it's they're not mission. Their mission isn't all light and all love. Mm-hmm. It's actually just 
the balance of duality and polarity in the universe. And I was shocked to understand that we even needed a government system for the universe. I studied global political economy in university, and I'm like, come on, guys, we haven't figured this out Mm -hmm. yet. We really still need a structure. Um, But we do, we do out there. And once again, they're just here for peace treaties. There's a lot of councils that exist within the GFL. And there's an infinite number of of species that exist within the Galactic Federation as well that are all here to drive that oneness. It's like, all right, darkness needs to exist. So you stay in your lane, we'll stay in our lane, and we'll just have peace and harmony, right? So that's what they're really here for. Yeah, and so I was first introduced to the Galactic Federation. I didn't even know it was a thing, you know, back in 2011. So my abduction experience was in 2010. I was 18. And then about a year later, I was meditating and actually, as a matter of fact, I was hanging out with friends in, in my living room in my, you know, student residence or whatever. And all of a sudden I started feeling very lightheaded, um, just very sleepy. And so I said, hey guys, you know, keep hanging out. I'm just going to go into the other room. So I went into my bedroom and I sit down on my bed. And the second I closed my eyes, there was this huge, like seven foot tall white light being mm. that walks through the wall and stands in front of me. And I could just, you know, I can just see that it was, you know, a humanoid figure, but I couldn't really see any details, right? Just Mm. pure white light. And so he speaks to me telepathically. And at this point, this is not that weird, you know, like my life is kind of weird at this point, right? So that's like, this is not normal. Everyone's like eating goldfish in the next room. And you're like, hold on. Yeah, exactly. And so he says, he says, I'm a Palladian and I was sent from the Galactic Federation and there is a meeting that you need to attend and the meeting is happening in two days from now and the meeting was december 21st 2011 i just remember that date so because he told me about it and he said that this meeting is going to take place at 2 a.m eastern standard time which was my time zone at that time and uh and and he says you need to make sure that you're awake you need to be conscious for this meeting and i said okay great and so i walk into the other room with all my friends i'm like yeah i just talked to some being they're like okay cool like i mean like i had i had friends that were open to that right yeah and uh and so then two days later um i mean i was a student at the time i was used to all-nighters so i took a nap i woke up at 1 a.m chugged a coffee did some meditating and at 2 a.m right on the dot he comes back into the room and i said oh nice to see you again he says okay elizabeth follow me so then he goes out of the room and i follow him at this your point third eye. um yeah so astral traveling remote viewing Got it. uh yeah so you, you just soul out of the body at this point in time i was like bored in a university classroom traveling around the room just for fun because that's what I did, you know? So um, astral traveling was very easy for me. So I, I followed him and believe it or not, we actually went inside the center of the moon. Didn't know the moon was hollow, thought it was a rock floating around. Apparently it's not. Uh, had no idea at that point. And, and there was this huge kind of like... Um, like a huge, almost like a coliseum, like it was a circular room and there was seating all on the outside of the circular room. And there was all these beings from all over the place. And there was, I mean, probably hundreds of thousands of, of physical beings there. And it looked like two 
two rep, uh, representatives from every species were there. And then there was also tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of astral bodies that were all floating around on the outside. And I was obviously one of those astral bodies. And I was assuming that most of those astral bodies were from planet Earth, mm. right? I don't know if it was like an atmosphere thing that we just couldn't go there physically or if it was just kind of a pain in the ass to, to haul all of these, <laughs> you know, all these humans from planet Earth. So... Yeah. And then in that meeting, it was really incredible. There was, uh, looked like a very tall, like almost like a gray species, um, but not the typical Mm -hmm. kind of gray that we know. Very beautiful, almost like a dark purplish skin, actually. And it was a woman and she was standing on a platform in the middle, like hovering in the middle of, of this room. And as she was speaking, I heard it as English. I never even thought you know, about it, that that other beings were hearing it as different languages, but it was all telepathic, right? It was all projected telepathically. And she introduced me to all these concepts. She was talking about the reptilians and the takeover on planet Earth and, and, and the plan, you know, proceeding forward. She was talking about the 144,000 being these ambassadors coming to planet Earth and helping to awaken, you know, humanity, you know, she talked about a lot of things that that really opened me up. And and that's that was the first time I was introduced to the Galactic Federation. And then I wasn't too long after that where I was actually invited to sit in on a council meeting. But I mean, right now, I'll tell you that Planet Earth is the biggest reality show to the entire universe. So there are infinite amounts of interdimensional beings who are all very intrigued and very interested on planet earth humans what we're doing here and you know back in 2010 or in 2011 when i first got introduced i thought to myself why why are all these crazy high dimensional beings all interested in lowly third dimensional us you know aren't we just like a an ant like species aren't there trillions of terrestrial planets out there in the universe like why are all these beings interested in us and that's one of the things that i've channeled uh and and finally they gave me the information it took them a couple of years to give me the information i think it was maybe waiting on humanity to be ready for it but it's the fact that humans are this hybrid experiment and we have the dna from many different interdimensional beings all over the universe and if we can love each other if we can get along then we end the war of all wars in the universe between the lowest vibrational species and the highest vibrational species so for me it's like yeah the the number one concept is has and always will be love right love for one another and right now society is going through a purging we need to purge out the polarity we need to see the corruption for what it is in order to release it and overcome it and uh, step into our power I'd love to further explain what that hybrid project is and who started it and how we play into it. And if people are feeling like, I kind of feel like I'm human, but also mm-hmm. Pleiadian, like also yeah. this, I'd love to just talk about that for a moment. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll say right away that there are many, many, like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of individuals on this planet, especially in your network, especially in my Mm -hmm. network, Mm -hmm. who all feel like this isn't their home, who all feel like their body isn't their own. There's this deep inner questioning that we all have, thinking that there's got to be something more than just this. 
and uh, and 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 it is a, an aspect of your star seed, right? It's an aspect of your soul being so much more than just a human, and you know so much more than just what you see. And so, a long time ago, a long, long time ago, uh, there was a mystic who—that's that's what I would call her—a mystic that worked for the Galactic Federation, and she said, "One day there will be a planet, and one day there will be a civilization that will end the war of all wars." And no one knew what she was talking about. It wasn't until years and years later when they started to understand that we have enough genetic understanding that we can start to create these hybrids. And typically at first they would take one species and another species and create this duality kind of hybrid. And then eventually, you know, their genetic research got so advanced that they were able to take multiple different species to create a hybrid. And so they found basically this solar system and planet earth and they said this is going to be the perfect planet with all of the perfect circumstances and environment to house this hybrid species so at this point in time i mean through a long history on planet earth you know many different species have basically interbred and genetically mixed with um, our original blueprint which was neanderthal to create what you see here today. And that's why we're so advanced and we're advancing so quickly is because we have so much more. And that's also why science says that we only have, you know, 8% of our DNA unlocked. And when I found that out years and years ago, I'm like, what? Why isn't anyone talking about this? This is the most important thing. We only have 10% of our DNA unlocked and the other 90% is junk oh, don't worry about that stuff. That's just junk. I'm like, what do you mean it's junk? If we have other DNA to unlock, what could that potentially mean? Mm. That could potentially mean that we could regrow a limb if mm -hmm. it if it you know gets taken off. Like that, we have so much power within us, but they refuse to look at it because they probably know, you know that we are these hybrid beings and they don't want us to step into our power, right? And so part of the aspect of waking up and this concept of awakening is waking up to who we are, you know, coming out of this cloud of ignorance of just this third dimension reality and stepping into this awareness and understanding that we are multifaceted beings and we have an accumulation of every other past lifetime, both on and off this planet in this present moment. So yeah, so once again, that's part of my purpose as well is just to kind of teach people that there's so much more than just who they think they are. And, and it was really the Galactic Federation alongside the Palladians who really kind of created this project. So right now, I'll just say that I believe we have at least, even though I know that we have many other DNA strands within us, but I believe that at least we have um, obviously the Neanderthal. That's our kind of first original blueprint. And then we have Palladians, who I believe came and mixed with us um, back in ancient Atlantis and Lymeria. And then we have the Anunnaki, who mm -hmm. were considered the giants in the Bible. And then also we have greys um, and angelic uh, beings as well, uh, as far as their DNA within us. And we have many, many others like Octurians and Andromedans and Syrians. So that's why there's this longing and that's why there's this gap. And right now at this time in society... We're given everything, especially this younger generation. You know, it's like we are just spoon fed. It's like you have all the education and you have all the food you need and you have the support system and the love and you have a roof over your head. And there's nothing mm. more that we are uh, striving for and surviving for 
So now the last piece of the puzzle is expanding our consciousness. If everything in the physical reality is taken care of for us, then we need to expand our consciousness. But the problem is, is that we're not given the tools to understand how to expand our consciousness. So all these poor kids, all these millennial Gen Z, you know, they're all suffering with anxiety and depression at the age of 10 years old. And they have nothing in, in, in kind of modern society view, nothing to be depressed about. Mm-hmm. They haven't ever gone through a hard time mm-hmm. and the reason why is because there's a huge aspect of themselves that is lacking you know that no one's ever taught them about you know and and it's just so sad to see these children suffer because deep down they are so much more than just these human beings and no one's actually telling them that no one's teaching them that they are greater than just who they are they're teaching them that if you get a good job you can get a fancy car then you can stay in a nice place Mm -hmm. and you're going to be happy Mm -hmm. if you dance enough on tiktok you'll get enough followers (laughs) and you'll be happy terrified the more followers the happier you'll be right it's funny too how you were but you were depressed you know when you were young around 10 i was very much so too i didn't know how to describe it i would call it the feeling Mm -hmm. and it was you know really that that longing for more and i remember in high school too i would be i just was so on one about figuring out what life was about and so obsessed with like, what is the meaning of life? Like I would literally be anywhere I was, we'd be at the UDF parking lot with my friends, like at a gas station. I'd be like, but what's the point of everything? Like, what's the point of everything? And that longing I think is so true for so many. And then so for people to really, you know, understand, and I'm thinking right now, you know, is it a 3D thing for us to want to like label where our, where we may have come from, or would it be a helpful understanding for us to know if we're from Lumeria or if we're from, you know, or we're, or mm-hmm. if we are Arturian so that we can connect to that ancestry and feel more whole? Yeah. So it's a little bit of both, right? It's, it's always a balance. So ultimately, I truly believe that understanding this aspect of yourself is a soul fragment that you're bringing back to once again, just like you mentioned, be more of a whole individual. And that is so needed, right? To really Mm -hmm. bring these soul fragments back. And that's why I believe past life regression and understanding your past lifetimes, even on this planet, is also very important for us to realize, so to bring back these soul fragments, to bring back this remembrance. That's what the awakening is. It's a remembrance of who you are and how powerful you are. And so it's really important to say, uh, an aspect of myself is Palladian, but most likely an aspect of yourself is Anunnaki, is reptilian, is tall, tall white, is gray. You know, we have an infinite number of aspects of ourselves. So it's, it's difficult when people ask me, where's my home? You know, where, and it's like, I'll, I can relate to you the most significant cosmic connection that you have that you may consider home, but you have many different soul aspects and soul fragments. It's kind of like asking, what's the, where Where's my home on planet Earth? You know, what's the country that, you know, from past lifetimes that I most resonate with? Um, It's kind of difficult to pinpoint. But once again, you're bringing back those soul fragments. But it's really also important that if someone understands these soul fragments from a limited third dimension perspective, then they can very easily get stuck in that. Just like we get stuck in the, you know, attachment to an identity such as, I'm a mother, or I'm a life coach, or I'm a 
artist or whatever those attachments may be, we can very easily get attached to, I'm a Palladian, you know, which is beautiful. It really is. But that can also be limiting, Mm. right? So, and the same thing with psychic and spiritual abilities. As we raise our vibration, as we bring back soul fragments, as we unlock our DNA, we become naturally more psychic. And I believe that what I've done in this lifetime That's not a special thing. I believe everyone has the capacity to do all of these things. And um, when we step into that, it's like, why limit yourself at just mediumship? Why limit yourself at just telepathy? Why limit yourself at just channeling? Why not do it all? You know, so I really encourage people to just kind of, yeah, find your niche, find your purpose, find your puzzle piece for sure, because everyone has a special, unique thing that they're bringing to the planet. But also, you don't know what that is unless you really push to experience a little bit of everything. Mm, Love that. I do want to note and talk about the fact that you don't necessarily do any research or watch the news or anything like that. So I'd love to know, was that always just your intuition telling you that? Or was this a way to just make your intuition and your psychic abilities stronger? And then part B of that is like, I mean, I feel like people are watching the news more than ever. Mm -hmm. And there is kind of this, you know, addiction and like trapped feeling around like needing to know that we're going to be okay, needing to know like what is coming. And I just love to hear your thoughts around why that is, why that is happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So it was actually back in a long time ago. I don't know what what year it was, but it was around like uh, 15, 16 years old when I started to really kind of reawaken when I was told, and I remember I was like sitting on a bus going to high school, (laughs) you know, and I was told um, by my galactic family that I was not to do any external research. Um, Of course, I went to university and I, you know, read books and, and, but it was no external research on what I'm, what I'm supposed to channel. So, um, extraterrestrials, spirituality. I think the only book that I've ever really read was The Celestine Prophecy, which mm-hmm. was really beautiful and that was powerful. And I read those at like 14, 15. But other than that, you know, I've stayed away from other channelers, uh, all self-help books, and and I've gotten a lot throughout the years and I'm I should sure. just kindly reject. <laughs> Same, <laughs> thank honestly. You, but no, thank you. You have and, a closet of self-help books. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> and, uh, and so, yeah, so for me, it's been very important to kind of keep the information as pure as possible. And at first, I mean, I started doing public speaking at the age of like 19, 20 years old. And um, I was really like frowned upon in the community, especially the alien community, the alien conferences, because we've got ex-military, we have secret space program guys, we've got pretty much all these middle-aged white dudes who, ha- who have been in the industry who have credibility. So how can I, as a 20-year-old, say that I have all this experience and all this knowledge and all these past lifetimes and have zero credibility because I haven't done any research because I've got nothing backing me? So I I ended up getting uh, uninvited to one of my alien conferences, um, which was fine because I had to move on. But and and it was because of that reason because I was uncredible, right? And now it's really interesting. Nowadays, it's actually part of my credibility. A hundred percent to not do any external research and to have all the information that I have. So it's just kind of funny. And I'm glad that I stuck with my guns and, and I really kind of aligned to that. But people send me videos all the time. And, and, you know, I just, 
there's no interest. And my wife, she's obsessed with UFO documentaries and all of that. And it's like, I can't, that's my life. I mean, that's not an enjoyable like pastime of me just relaxing and watching that. Like <laughs> totally. I just, that's my everyday. You're like, that's me. <laughs> I know, honestly. Exactly. It is, so, it's like work again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. It, it really is. So, so, and I'm glad, I'm glad that I have that, that, but it also keeps me a little bit ignorant as well because I only know what I know. There's a lot of things that I don't know, you know, just like the quarantine, you know, I just, there's a lot of these aspects, but it's also really beautiful how people are like, oh my God, Dolores Cannon mm-hmm. says the exact same thing. Or she also talks about 3D, 5D. I'm like, really? This is awesome. Because that gives me the validation that mm. they're also all connecting with the Galactic Federation. And I think that that's why a lot of people find me and resonate with me because it's pure. You know, even though I still have my own perception and I still have my own limitations with language, you know, it, it resonates with people down to the core. I'm not taking all this information and then trying to make something of it. It's just, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking, yeah, speaking of uh, information and, you know, to your second question, um, yeah, it, we have a really huge polarity that's going on right now on this planet. And uh, I think half of the people are obsessed and consuming information and, um, and the news and I also think that half the people are fed up with it and they, they're completely removing themselves. And, uh, and so we've got a polarity shift that's happening right now. And I believe that the planet is bad right now, but it's, it's going to get worse, you know. And if I told you a year ago that the planet was going to get bad, you're like, okay, cool. You know, but you would have, would have never expected that it, it would be here, right? And in another year or two, you might not expect where it's going to go either, right? Or maybe we do anticipate that with the financial collapse and, and those kind of things. Um, but ultimately, you know, things have to get worse before they get better. And we have to see this polarity on the planet in order to come back into harmony. And so the biggest thing that I would recommend to everyone is just stop watching the news. Just stop, you know, taking on so much information. But then when we look at the new age and spirituality, same thing. It's like people are consuming Mm. so much external information even though it's high vibe even though it's good i mean you take any number one you know any one of these concepts on planet earth like vaccines and you're gonna see the worst of the worst coming from doctors and scientists and you're gonna see the best of the best and people are gonna say this is really good for you like fluoride or this is really really bad for you right we're always gonna have that polarity view and ultimately it's up up to the individual to discern and understand what feels right for them. And if we are constantly taking on and inundated with information of every second of every day and it's so accessible, then we have no idea what resonates and what doesn't resonate. We are just acting and reacting to the information coming in rather than feeling and sitting to the information that we have within. Mm. Powerful. Yeah, it is crazy if we think about, you know, everyone's like listens to a few podcasts a day, watches a few YouTubes a day and how much information everyone is like given is insane. And I feel like that I do that a lot within spirituality where I'll be very in it and I'll hear a bunch of different concepts and ideas and I'm not necessarily letting them sit as much mm-hmm. as I would think. Yeah. And I was even noticing when I when I pray lately, I was like, oh, I'm praying and I'm almost like waiting for the words of someone else to come through me rather than like, what is my actual prayer? Even when, so when I'm praying or when I'm meditating at all, you know, I'll like do 
a little bit of protection. And I'm like actually waiting to have someone else's words be used. And I was thinking about that lately. I was like, oh, I'm waiting for someone else's words that I can use in my prayer and in my meditation. And I was like, that's not really the point. Mm -hmm. And that was like a huge, I actually had that realization the past two days. And I think for so many of us, it's like, that's what's tricky about spirituality is that, and even the alien stuff and even all of that, you know, even quantum physics, like I will be really into it, but I have to take a major break because each bit of information that you're fed within that realm is like incredibly not earth shattering, but it's reality shifting. Mm-hmm. And so it really has to like percolate and assimilate yep. or else it's not really going to be remembered or or used. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah, it's the integration, yeah. right? And, yeah. and that's so needed. So we just need to make sure that we're not disempowering ourselves, no matter it be 3D news or 5D information. You know, you have that within you, right? And if you're constantly seeking, then there's something within that's lacking, and that's something to look at. And I think that we all kind Thanks, of get April. I got it. I'll call it out. Yeah, for sure. So true. <laughs> um, you know, but but same thing with me. Like when I stepped into channeling, and and a lot of people ask me this, they're like, "Wow, like so you can really tap into anything?" And I'm like, "Yeah, pretty much." And so when I first, you know, stepped into this ability. I would tap in, especially like dating boys. Oh, oh my God. God. You know, it's just, thank God I didn't do that. Yeah, honestly. Know? And it was just, it and they was, would just it like was cackle. Just, yeah, honestly. <laughs> just this crazy, exactly. They would laugh at me, literally. And so, <laughs> yeah, you go to the Galactic Federation, you're like, so is he the one? <laughs> 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 exactly. And, but I was obsessed with everything. Like I would spill my water and say, what's the meaning? What's the purpose? And there mm. is actually literally like this profound lesson and meaning and purpose behind absolutely everything that mm. we do and everything that happens to us because it is all predestiny. But it was so, it was so much. Like even for me, even though I wasn't reading a book or, you know, getting the information elsewhere, it was just this obsession with knowing everything. So I get the phase that people go through, but at a certain point in time, there's going to be more of a relaxed energy of just sitting and trusting. And and every once in a while, I'll get a client who says, you know what, Elizabeth, you know, I don't, I don't need this session that I booked. And I said, oh, like, can I just ask why, you know, cause I'm always curious. And, uh, and they say, well, you know, I've had a lot of revelations and I've realized that I answered all my own questions. And I said, amazing. Obsessed. Thank you. You know, like I'm, you know, it's really, it's so enjoyable for me to see that in people. And uh, rather than like, when am I going to be rich? You know, but luckily I don't get those kind of clients. Um, you know, it's more like, what's my sole purpose? Like, what am I doing here? Like, what's my, you know, what are my past lifetimes? And, and that really fulfills my soul as well. But it's super draining doing a, a lot of channeling and a lot of sessions and, and those kind of things. I know. I had her in my dream the other night. Dude, she was you channeling were in my dream me. last night. No way! The Swear night before God. she was channeling well, for me. I couldn't me. sleep <laughs> and like you kept, and I knew it was because you were coming today, but it was, it was intense. What was she saying? It what you weren't saying anything. It was all just like a feeling, mm-hmm. and I like what I felt was that you are like such a shepherd is a wrong word, but like there, it's yeah. just like I knew how important this conversation would be, and like my like human mind was just kind of like about mm. it. But I was like, okay, I was like, we're good. I was like, we like mm. she's coming. We're having this conversation, and she's mm-hmm. like such a light. And knowing that like we could facilitate the conversation mm-hmm. and bring it to, you know, our community and and more, like I think was just overall like very exciting for my wow, soul. Oh, beautiful. And you yeah. had a dream too? Yeah, you were. So we were in a room 
somewhere and you were like in a chair and you were like, whoa, you were channeling, you're like, whoa, there's a lot going on. You're like, I'm overwhelmed with <laughs> all the messages. Like you were like, whoa, I'm overwhelmed with all the messages. So I was like, okay, let's try and get a few. And you said like something about my timelines. You're like, your timelines of speaking out against um, this topic have moved and shifted and now they're much sooner than they would have been previously, which was really powerful. It was about, you know, your video that you did Monday. And then you also said, and the other, I see dollar signs. I don't know what those means, but I see dollar signs. So it was like my very 5D, like <laughs> truth. And then it was like my 3D being like, but what else? What about the money? <laughs> you know, in my dream, it was like, but what about the money? And you're like, and I see dollar signs. Cause like, why would you say that? Like, <laughs> that is so funny. It was beautiful though. It was cool. Wow. It's yeah. been recently, lately in my dreams, I've been visiting a lot of healers, which has been really mm -hmm. powerful. Mm -hmm. It's been like the best. There's something I wanted to ask about. So what's the difference in predestiny when we talk about predestiny? And then we also talk about like with quantum physics, everything being malleable. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that relationship? Yeah, that's huge. So uh, basically the concept between um, free will and, and destiny, right? And so it's really powerful. Both of these concepts are huge and they both simultaneously coexist. So once again, I believe that all of us as souls, we set up our contracts for this planet. So if you're supposed to get into a car accident in 24, you're going to get into a car accident in 24. That's that's your contract. And that propels you into a new destiny and a new path. And that helps you learn certain lessons and complete certain karma from the past and what have you, right? So it's all about completing the past and moving forward into the future, right? So yeah, so so I believe that contracts are existing, but simultaneously, I believe that in this moment, especially when we're conscious and not necessarily on autopilot because we don't really create much when we're on autopilot. Once again, we're just mm. acting and reacting to the world around us. But when we're conscious and we have those moments throughout our day and we're like, yeah, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. It'll happen. You're creating that. Now, the funniest thing, and I, and I learned a really good lesson about this just the other day, just like last week. I know that I have a contract with this huge publishing company, right? And, and I know that one of my goals is to write many books, not just one, but many. Even when I was like 10 years old, I'd be pacing in the backyard with a pen and paper saying, I just have to write. I just have to write. I just don't know what it is. And my mom's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I just, I, just, I need to give people something that just don't know. And, uh, and so, yeah, so I've always known that I've, I've, I'm, I meant to publish this book with this huge publishing agency. Yeah. And so for years now, I've always been one degree away from, you know, I pitched them five of my ideas a couple of years ago, mm. nothing happened anyway. So, you know, I wrote this book and it was like channeled through me in the end of 2019. And it was like, I wrote 40,000 words in four days. I'm reading it now. It's now taken me like two months to read it. I'm like, how did I channel this in four <laughs> days? Like, how is this even physically possible? Anyway, and so it's really quite incredible. And so I'm like, oh my goodness, this is my time. Like, I'm going to connect with this publisher. And so I put it out in one of my videos in like February. And I said, I have this book. It's amazing. And if anyone has any publishers they can recommend or contacts, let me know. And so I got a ton of emails, all these different publishers who are spiritual, but none of them piqued my interest. I did, never followed through just because I'm like, it's only this yeah. one. And then about a month ago, I get contacted by this woman. She's like, hey, I just watched your video from February. Don't know if you're still looking for a publisher, but I used to produce movies with this guy. And then since the, the woman who used to run it, 
passed away, he's now the CEO. And I could reach out to him. And I'm like, you know the CEO of this huge publisher? All right, let's do it. So she reaches out to him. She gets my book front of the line in front of thousands of other books. I pitch my book to them. I wait. I'm sweating and I'm waiting. And, uh, and then they come back and they said, no, it's just not the right time. And so in my mind, I'm like, this is easy. I'm getting in front of Mm -hmm. all these other books. I now have contact with the CEO. I mean, this is meant to be, right? And then it didn't happen. And so I'm like pissed at my guides, right? I'm like, of course. Come on. Like, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) what is is this? So that one didn't work, guys. (laughs) And so when I asked them, I mean, of course they said, this isn't the right time and it would be too limiting. This is, you need to prove to yourself that you can put this out on your own. It was was all or nothing for me, right? So it was like, Big publisher or self-publishing? Baby, you should self I'm, I'm self-publish. I'm doing it. Yeah. Wow. And I'm actually planning on um, January 1st, 2021 for anyone who's interested. Perfect. Because people email, they're like, I, I've been trying to look for your book, but I can't Aww. find it anywhere. I'm like, it's not out yet, but um, it, it is. So anyway, but the, 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 the lesson that I learned between destiny and contracts, right? Or I should say destiny and free will. My free will is powerful, right? And I'm a very conscious person most of my day. And I have a very strong ability to manifest. So what I ended up doing was I manifested something like five years before the time that it was supposed to happen. Mm. So I'm like, this is what I want. And I want it right now. And it happened and it happened and it happened. And then it just didn't happen because it still wasn't aligned with my contracts. That's why it was easy, easy, easy because it was in alignment with my free will. My free will wanted it to happen. So it was happening, 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 happening. And then right at the very end, it dropped off because my guys are like, come on, listen. Like It was like my ego, my human was overriding what I should just have been yeah. relaxed into. So that it's it's still a difficult, like I still kind of battle the free will versus the, the destiny every day, but I learned a huge lesson, which is your manifestation abilities can override your contracts to a certain point. Yeah, I think we have a friend, Mama Medicine, and she's been talking a lot lately about demanifestation mm-hmm. and how, you know, because people are so powerful manifestors that there's a lot of times when the manifestation gets caught in the ego, mm-hmm. you know, where it is, and not necessarily saying yours is in the ego, but there are parts of it. If it if you're wanting to do it on your own timeline, that's a little bit more ego than the natural mm-hmm. timeline, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so within manifestation, we oftentimes have to be a little more thoughtful and careful as our human, when we come into our human power and our consciousness to manifest, to understand that there are things outside of us that are like also at play that know best, Mm -hmm. you know, like the universe. Yeah, absolutely. So when you, sorry, just last question on the soul contracts, because we were having a conversation recently and it was around how something we were experiencing was not a part of our soul contract or it was like not necessarily- Oh, that thing. Like a tie. To something, I'm wondering about that, where like yeah. there are soul contracts and then there's like energy or situations that we don't necessarily opt into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is really interesting. Yes. So I'll just kind of, uh, yeah, I'll just kind of give it a good example. So the three of us are sitting here, right? And say, for example, both of you are on autopilot. So you're not really in the moment creating your reality, but I'm over here thinking, yeah, I want to like mess with this, you know, or I want to like create something here. Like I can actually, with my power of intention, I can override your contracts 
by manifesting and creating something just because Mm. I'm so intentional and powerful. And unfortunately, this is what tends to happen with some of the lower vibrational beings is they know how intention works. They know how free will works. They know if you're not intentional, you can be manipulated basically is what what it comes down to. So another person can actually override your contracts or your free will based on their free will. Now, I actually teach this a lot to my clients because uh, they they battle with their, you know, unawakened husbands and, you know, and family members. And, and, and it's very, very much so a struggle. And I said, if you pop yourself into 5D and you maintain that frequency, you can basically, I don't want to say force others to shift, but I mean, you know, you're pushing that shift. Love that. But what, what <laughs> we <laughs> tend to do is we lower our vibration to match those around right. us because we're empathetic and we want to give back and we want to make sure that we're all on the same page and we don't stand in our power, right? So I actually teach this level of overriding other people's free will, especially when it's for their best interest, for Mm. everyone's best interest. So I always kind of end off every intention with for the highest good of all involved. Love that. Yeah, free will is huge. Free will, love the universe. And I hope when I said the demanifestation thing, that wasn't like offensive. Mm-hmm. That I was like, okay. no, I don't get offended. Of course not. <laughs> I anything. just wanted to be sure. I wanted to talk about 3D, 5D thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I just want to make it clear for people what exactly what we're talking about with 3D and 5D and why 4D isn't necessarily like included in when we're talking about shifting those timelines. So can you explain like the 3D, 5D concept? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Do we have like five hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can do you. I was like, I'm going to plug in the battery. <laughs> Yeah, so third dimension density. So dimensions in general are just different vibrational frequency densities, right? So um, say, for example, the difference, the difference in density between this table and this water, right, on the table. So there's a different density, right? And so you can think about the dimensions as different densities with vibration and energy. That's kind of how I think about them. So the higher the dimension you go, the less dense it is. Therefore, the closer it is to source. Therefore, the less polarized it is and and the less binary it is, right? The more harmonious everything is in that density. So right now, we've been existing on the third dimension density. It's a very dense existence. And overall, what I've been taught uh, from interdimensionals is that there are there are about 12 dimensions in this universe. There's many different universes, but there's two, 12 dimensions in this universe. We're on the third one. So we're kind of like down the totem pole. And uh, and so in this third dimension density, it it's all about linear. It's all about polarity. It's all about have and have not. It's all about past, present, and future. You know, there really isn't a lot of harmony in this third dimension. And, and the powers that be want it this way, right? Mm. So that we are stuck in one or another and uh and so then the fourth dimension density right so you get a little bit closer you a little bit more up there and it's a little bit more liminal like i believe that the fourth dimension is where ghosts and spirits exist so they're kind of here kind of not here some of the laws of physics in the third dimension don't necessarily apply to them in the same ways right everything's a little bit more lucid and liminal um i also believe that the fourth dimension is actually where time itself is contained So it doesn't mean that any dimension above the fourth dimension, time doesn't exist. It just exists in a different way, right? And so I actually, when I do a lot of astral traveling and remote viewing, I'm always astral traveling in the fourth dimension density, right? In this place where time doesn't really exist and I can go different places. 
But we also have to be careful because that's where a lot of entities and beings. And unfortunately, when someone raises their vibration from third dimension to fourth dimension through to fifth dimension, getting to fifth dimension, they always have to go through this really like weird kind of dark fourth dimension density where there's things that are lurking, right? And that's where a lot of people get psychically attacked when they're just opening them. So I want to open up my third eye or my wife. I just want to call in some beings. I'm like, what? What do you mean calling some beings? Like, are you asking for which ones you're calling in? You know, so a lot of people just don't know. They open themselves up. They don't really have intentions. They just bring whatever comes through in. And uh, and it can be definitely, you know, difficult to, to kind of navigate. And so then the fifth dimension, it's tough because it's a dimension in itself. And we are third dimension beings moving into a fifth dimensional state. So it's kind of tough and difficult to explain the fifth dimension as a, as a third dimensional being. You know, there are fifth dimensional beings that are less dense than we are, need less food, basically need less sleep, need less maintenance. And so when we move into the fifth dimension density, it's not necessarily like our physical reality changes and it does in a way. It's our perception around it that changes, right? And our perception is everything. Our perception is our reality. So all of a sudden, everything's just a lot more bright and beautiful and harmonious. And we experience a lot less density and limitations and polarity in our lives. But in order to get to the fifth dimension density vibrationally within ourselves, we need to purge out the third dimension. We need to purge out all of our limitations, all of our attachments, all of our labels, anything that is holding us back and holding us into this limitation, we need to purge out and let go before we move into fifth. So the fourth isn't really talked about too much because we are in a sense kind of skipping over it. It's kind of a weird you know, place to be in, but it's the fourth is, is an aspect of the third and the fifth, but we're not going to be sitting there. Mm. You know, we're going to be sitting in, in a higher frequency than that. And the, the coolest thing too is I believe that there's a collective reality and I believe that there's an individual reality. And eventually we're all going to be in a fifth dimension collective, which is really amazing. And I think we're going to experience that in our lifetime. But for right now, we're all kind of ascending on our own into our own state of being, into our own Mm -hmm. fifth dimension frequency. And that also uh, includes the fact that this physical reality gets weird right? So we're now surpassing both space, which is third dimension, right? Physical space and physical objects. And we're surpassing the concept of time itself. So in fifth dimension density, both space and time get weird, right? So one of the symptoms is time speeds up, time slows down, glitches in the matrix, objects duplicating, objects disappearing completely, objects moving, plants in your backyard, moving different locations. It's like the Mandela effect is just the aspect of hopping in and out of different parallel realities. And when you're in the fifth dimension, you're in a vibrational frequency where it's very easy to hop in and out of different states of being, especially when you're using conscious manifestation. As far as detaching ourselves from identities and things in the third dimension, how would you recommend people do that? And part B is like, what does it feel like? I know you talked about ascension symptoms and and we've been experiencing some and and why are we experiencing yeah. those symptoms like mm-hmm. why exactly is it painful instead of help like, me yeah. literally <laughs> help. <laughs> yeah absolutely um and and go back to the first question again what was that yeah so basically how would you recommend people mm-hmm. detach mm-hmm. from 
the 3D yeah, in order to get to 5D? Yeah. So the first thing is, is free yourself of ignorance within your own limitations. If you're not even aware of your own limitations, you're not going to be able to escape them, right? Straight up. So, so understand, you know, your label system, understand the polarity in your life, understand your own attachments. And the biggest way to understand disharmony in your life is to look at resistance, Anything in your life, whether it be a conversation, an action, you know, a concept that you have resistance to, there's a lesson to learn and there's some sort of attachment that's holding you back, yeah. right? So fifth dimension is 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 free of, of resistance and that's where it's like you become totally free and sovereign as a being in the fifth dimension frequency because you're free of that resistance, right? So deep dive into your resistance and then bring harmony to the resistance. Maybe you need to forgive people the past. Maybe you need to switch up your reality and choose something different. Maybe you need to love yourself a little bit more or you should love yourself a little bit more because we all do, you know? So being aware, freeing yourself of ignorance, being aware of your own limitations, being aware of the resistance, surrendering to your emotions and that resistance and releasing whatever it is that's still there, that's still nagging at you, you know? So, so, you know, and that's kind of what I teach in my videos as well is how to free yourself of that third dimension. But that's a, that's a practice. That's a lifestyle. That's not just a go home and do this sort of thing. Yeah. And then one more thing about the third dimension is you have to really respect it right? Because a lot of us as starseed beings, we have so much resistance to the very facet of being a human being that it's very difficult for us to just be here. So, I mean, just the very act of living alone is, you know, encompassing a lot of resistance. So loving your human a lot more and respecting what you can experience in the limitations of this 3D is really important. Mm -hmm. And then your second question again. Oh yeah, the ascension symptoms and why Mm -hmm. we experience them. Yeah, so everyone, like especially people listening to this right now is gonna be experiencing some of these symptoms. It's such a laundry list and it's typically very painful. So you've got metaphysical or energetic and emotional symptoms as well as physical symptoms. The physical symptoms are really interesting. Even last night I was really battling this and it was this extremely sharp pain in my heart, Mm. you know? And, and so for me at 28, it's like, I can remind myself I'm young, I'm healthy. I eat properly. Like it's all good. But for someone who's like 68 experiencing these sort of Mm -hmm. um, physical symptoms, like that would be cause for concern, irregular heart palpitations. That's all actually opening up the heart chakra, right? So other things like um, nausea is very common. Um, Anxiety is very common. Anxiety is just flipping in and out of different vibrational frequencies. Nausea is directly related to the solar plexus and stepping into your confidence, right? Bloating, indigestion, you know, lower abdominal issues, hip issues, lower back issues are all related to the sacral chakra, emotional. So as we deal with each one of these energy centers in the body, there is going to be a subsequent symptom related to it. And most of the symptoms are physical. And the reason why is because we have suppressed so much of our energy and vibration and emotion throughout this lifetime and many, 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 many other lifetimes that it's now just all accumulated and has been sitting in our body. And this is where we see tumors and cysts and cancer cancer cells is when that energy transmutes and transforms into the physical, right? So 
the most important thing is just really taking it easy on yourself. Exhaustion is probably the number one symptom that I find a lot of people have. And it's because you're transmuting, you're shifting, you're understanding the energy within you, you're releasing a bunch of energy. So when a client of mine says, you know, I feel so bad because I haven't done anything this month. I've been so unproductive. And I said, you've been doing more than you even realize Mm -hmm. because your energy has been working. And that's why you feel so exhausted. So listen to your body. You know, the number one thing is just listen to your body. Don't freak out. You're not dying. All right. Um, Because it will feel that way. And so it really, it's just our physical bodies purging out all of the energy that we've been holding in for such a long time. And then that has physical consequences in our life as well, as far as your friendships and your family dynamics. I mean, no longer can you hold back on what you've wanted to say for years. You're going to say it. You know, things in your life are going to blow up. Things have to blow up in order to recreate a better dynamic for you, a dynamic that's more in a higher vibration. So friend dynamics, living situation, romantic relationships, job situation are all changing. And I believe that, you know, quarantine and everything that's going on is beautiful because many people are losing their jobs and they now have a blank canvas to recreate their life in a way that is aligned to to their highest vibration. And they were not strong enough to say, no, I'm going to leave my job and find something else. And now they have to be strong enough to do that, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it's, it's quite beautiful. Beautiful. It's quite painful. And then, of course, the emotional roller coaster ride as well. You know, the craziest thing is that, you know, you'll just be hanging out at home watching Netflix and this wave of anger comes over you. And you're like, why do I feel so angry right now? And believe it or not, it's actually because you just got triggered in this moment and you your energy went into a past lifetime and now you're purging out a past life. Right. For me, I mean, I see it all very visually. If I'm if I stub my toe and I'm purging out a past life where I broke my toe, I can see that, you know, Mm -hmm. and and I have that explanation. Um, And unfortunately, most people are stuck, you know, in so much reaction of the current moment that they are not allowing themselves to go to those deeper levels and understanding that this is coming from something far deeper than just what you're perceiving it as in this moment. Mm. Wow. I feel like this has been one like activation. I know. (laughs) Yeah. It feels really good. Honestly. Okay. You know, we've got all these forces, these these light warriors is what I call them, all over the planet, embedded within every aspect of the planet. You know, we've got lawyers, we've got politicians, we've got, you know, people in mass media who are all just ready for the word to just go. It's go time. And, and, and there's already movement happening behind the scenes. So what people don't realize is that we've been involved in a World War III for many, many years. And people think that society is getting worse and that shit's hitting the fan. And it's not. Things are getting better much better and we need to purge out the corruption and we need to see the corruption for what it is in order to overcome it and people need to step out of ignorance and realize that that's not helping anyone and i think a lot of people remain in ignorance because they convince themselves that they're happy and to change the status quo in their own lives means that they need to change a lot and they're just not willing to do that the individuals who are changing everything especially this year who are forced to change everything are 
so open to these concepts. They're so open to stepping into their power and understanding the truth. And, and it's because they've been forced to change. So I really believe that what's happening right now is powerful. Every day I wake up so freaking excited because it's finally happening. And I didn't think that it would happen this quickly, but here we are. Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, with now it seems like it's so much worse, but it's really like a lot of truths have just come to the surface. You know, now we're just able to really look at a lot of things that have been happening for so long. And before it felt like a dull pain. And now it's like, okay, it's going to be a hard truth and a hard pill to swallow. No pun intended. And like a really difficult few years, but it's just so important that we're looking at all of these things, like the financial system, like our healthcare system, like our school system, like, you know, so many different things. So it's really powerful. Yeah. We always have the choice to say no. Always, always, always. And I think the more that we understand our power and the power of our consciousness, the easier it is to just step in and say no. And and is there room for like grieving in the letting go? Because if I think about it and all the people in my life, I'm like, is everyone going to get to 5D? Yeah. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I'm just yeah. kind of wondering about like the human family and then like knowing that there is just like a greater galactic family and like starseed family that holds just as much love if not more and and is there kind of like a grieving process that happens within the ascension as well Mm -hmm. absolutely i think it's really necessary and really required because if we don't grieve then we're holding that vibration as well of of loss right there's Mm -hmm. this feeling of loss and we also need to understand the greater scheme of you know all our friends and family are just souls and we're all going to be reunited at one point in another life anyway. But if you asked me this question back in 2012, I would say, no one's going to move on. You know, they're all going to be stuck because back when I was told about 3D, 5D in 2012 and the fact that everyone's moving on, but the people who don't move on either die or they get left behind. I'm like, well, I guess I'm the only one that I know Mm -hmm. in my entire life that's going to move on Mm -hmm. uh, just because I didn't have... I didn't have that network. Um, nowadays, I'm really happy to say that obviously I've been on my awakening journey for a while and and I've told all my family I'm an alien, deal with it. You know, like I just, I don't hold back. And they're all awakened. Like they're all like my dad, my mom, my grandparents, my brother, like they're all getting on that train and it's really incredible on their own, right? I mean, wow. it's not it's not about me. It's just about me standing in my power. Yeah. So years and years ago, I would say, no, there's no hope for those people people whatsoever and nowadays i'm like absolutely all those people who you think are never going to change they're going to change um or unfortunately and i've mentioned this before but there are people who have early exit points that are choosing to come off of this planet because they're not uh they don't have the ability within themselves to choose the light or to change right And as long as you have the ability to change, if you're a stubborn, low vibrational negative person and you're like, okay, well, I'm willing to switch something up. Great. Then you can move on to 5D, right? So it's just that willingness, just that ability to change. You don't have to be some crazy cosmic high vibrational healer to be 5D. You just have to have the willingness to change. So yeah, so I I really do believe that people are going to be moving on. And what I've really learned, especially with my partners in the past is the second that you let go of the expectation that they should be somewhere else or they should have more responsibility or accountability for their lives, they actually do change, right? So yes. you have to let go yeah. of that expectation and yeah. then the movement will happen. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so key. I'm working on that one. (laughs) Oh my God. This was incredible. This is the best. Truly. It makes me so happy. So you're going to come back on when the book's coming out. Yes. (laughs) We'll help you. We'll we'll be your publishing house. We'll help you. Girl, you need to self-publish. I mean, come on. I love that so much. Okay, so where can our community connect with you? Give us all all the things. Yeah, for sure. So I have a website, just elizabethapril.com. But then you can Google me, Elizabeth April. I'm on all the networks. Even TikTok, but that's an eye roll, and I really oh my don't gosh. post. I know. I oh, I need to see it. Oh, no, you don't. No, <laughs> I regret even saying it. Um, but yeah, mostly um, Instagram. If you want to kind of follow my daily vibe and like get some motivational kind of writings that I do on there, but mostly right now it's YouTube. I have a YouTube um, membership uh, page as well. So if you kind of want to dive deeper into information, check out the YouTube membership. But other than that, I have hundreds of videos and thousands of hours uh, that's all for free on YouTube that will shift your vibration. So just prepare yourself before yeah. you dive deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I and I love getting the messages of like, I just discovered you last night and I binge watched you and I was up until 6 a.m. like just watching your content. I'm like, yes, that is awesome. <laughs> so yeah, welcome to 5D, you mm-hmm. know? So anyway, yeah, it was it was such a pleasure being here. And, oh and you God, ladies yeah. are so, so wonderful Aww. and such a great vibration. We're going to stalk you, so don't worry. <laughs> Honestly, you're Hope not done with us. Sorry. Uh, we're so grateful. And yeah. yeah and, and even this episode, like if some, yeah. if people are listening and you found this episode, like I, I think it's that same feeling mm-hmm. of just like, if you're feeling a little like, whew, activated and moved yeah. and there's a reason. Yeah. And take the time to integrate as well. Like I say this after my videos, I say it after my sessions and, and after interviews. It's just, if this was a lot and you had no idea of any of this stuff, just take it really easy on yourself and, and be okay with the feelings of being exhausted or having pains or being really hungry or really apathetic or whatever it may be that you're feeling. It's just, it's just all in the realm of activation. Mm, great. Beautiful. Thank you so much. All right, guys. We love you. We'll see you you. soon. (laughs) Bye. Thank you so much, Elizabeth April. You can find more information about her at Elizabeth.April on Instagram and on YouTube. She's at Elizabeth April. And thank you all for listening. It truly means the world. And if you're listening, we would love if you share on Instagram and share with us like your takeaways or anything that like you're you're feeling about this episode, we'd love to know and we will repost it on at almost 30 podcast on Instagram. I am at Lindsay Simsick. And I'm at it's Krista. And we'd love to thank our sponsors for this episode, Nutrafol, Amazi Foods, Woo More Play, and Function of Beauty. You can check out our show notes as well as our website, almost30.com for all information um, about our sponsors and the specific discount codes. Most of the time, it's almost 30 is the discount code, but we love all of our sponsors. You know, we would never share anything that we didn't truly use and believe in. Yeah, so. these are such good ones. So you can go to the partnership section of our website and we will see you on the next one. Love you. Bye. Bye.